0: This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together to worship Jesus, our Lord who has conquered death and the grave for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. And lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please remain standing as I read our psalm for today and lead us in prayer. Have regard for the covenant, O Lord. Let not the downtrodden turn back in shame. Arise, O God, defend your cause. Do not forget the clamor of your foes. O God, why do you cast us off forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation, which you have purchased of old, which you have redeemed to be the tribe of your heritage. Remember Mount Zion, where you have dwelt. Do not forget the life of your poor forever. Let the poor and needy praise your name. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, give us an increase of faith, hope, and charity. And that we may obtain what you have promised, make us love what you have commanded. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The appointed Old Testament reading for the 13th Sunday after Trinity is written in Second Chronicles, chapter 28. In this passage, the prophet of God, Oded, reminds the people of Samaria to show mercy to the people of Judah. Judah had been caught up in their sin, and God used the northern kingdom of Israel to chastise them and to bring them to repentance. And after the northern kingdom had won the day and won the battle against the southern kingdom of Judah, and they came back to Samaria, they were told to show mercy to those they had beaten in the war and those they had taken captive. Our text reads... The men of Israel took captive two hundred thousand of their relatives, women, sons, and daughters. They also took much spoil from them and brought the spoil to Samaria. But a prophet of the Lord was there whose name was Oded, and he went out to meet the army that came to Samaria and said to them, Behold, because the Lord, the God of your fathers, was angry with Judah, he gave them into your hand. But you have killed them in a rage that has reached up to heaven. And now you intend to subjugate the people of Judah and Jerusalem, male and female, as your slaves. Have you not sins of your own against the Lord your God? Now hear me and send back the captives from your relatives whom you have taken, for the fierce wrath of the Lord is upon you. Certain chiefs, also of the men of Ephraim, Azariah the son of Johanan, Barakiah the son of Meshilamath, Jehizkiah the son of Shalom, and Umasa the son of Hadley, stood up against those who were coming from the war and said to them, You shall not bring the captives in here, for you propose to bring upon us the guilt against the Lord, in addition to our present sins and guilt. For our guilt is already great, and there is fierce wrath against Israel. So the armed men left the captives and their spoil before the princes and all the assembly. And the men who have been mentioned by name rose and took the captives, and with the spoil they clothed all who were naked among them. They clothed them, gave them sandals, provided them with food and drink, and anointed them. And carrying all the feeble among them on donkeys, they brought them to their kinsfolk at Jericho, the city of palm trees. Then they returned to Samaria. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in Galatians, the third chapter. To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by promise, but God gave it to Abraham by a promise. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions, until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made, and it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now an intermediary Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Turning to the disciples, Jesus said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. And behold, a lawyer stood up proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers. He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Jesus is alive. Our text this morning from the gospel reading in the 10th chapter of St. Luke, Jesus said, Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Queen is dead. Almost hard to believe, isn't it? For many of us, we don't remember a time when Queen Elizabeth II wasn't the Queen. But now she is dead. She has gone the way of All people. She has lived and she has died. And her death confronts you and me with the truth, reminding us again that we too are going to die. We try not to think about that, but yet it continues to be held before our face. We are going to die. You are. You are going to die. Your name is not Elijah. And there is no chariot that is going to swing low, sweet chariot, and take you to heaven. Your name is not Enoch. And so you are not going to walk with God and then be taken out of this world alive. You and me, we're going to die Unless, unless Jesus returns before the day of our death. How many of the thousands of people who died on September the 11th thought they were going to die that day? That jet airplanes would be flown into the World Trade Center and the Pentagon and that terrorists would do such a terrible thing? that first responders would not go home that night, or that passengers would not reach their destinations. They died that day. When you can't ignore the truth of death, you are faced with this question. Who will save me from death? Who will give to me everlasting life? You see, as much as we know that death is coming, we also know that there is life after death. It is appointed unto man once to die and then to face the judgment. And so that is the way it was for a teacher of the law who talked with Jesus one day. Who is this man? Well, he's a scholar. He's a scholar of the the law of the Old Testament, the law of Moses. And he was part of a special class of Old Testament priests who devoted themselves to studying God's law and teaching it. These experts in the law were also called the scribes. And they are often the allies of the Pharisees in their opposition to Jesus. They consider Jesus to be deficient in his observance of the law of Moses. And so this man comes to Jesus with a question. He's thinking about eternal things and he says, What must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, right off the bat, his question is flawed, isn't it? He wants to know what he must do to inherit eternal life. But an inheritance is a gift isn't it? It isn't earned. No one can earn or compel another to give an inheritance. The giver of an inheritance always keeps the right to do what he wants with that inheritance, and so it is with God. Eternal life is a gift of God. It is not our work. But the man in the text asks the question as if there is something he can do, something he must do to earn or merit eternal life. And so Jesus answers the question the man asks. What is written in the law? How do you read it? And basically the lawyer responds, love God and love your neighbor. And Jesus says, that's it. You've got it. If you want to earn eternal life, love God and love your neighbor. But you know that's impossible. It's impossible to earn eternal life. Why? Well, because we can't perfectly love our neighbor, can we? Loving my neighbor means never doing my neighbor any harm. And always. Always doing good to my neighbor in thought, in word, and in deed, 100% of the time, without fail, without sin. Who can do that? Who can love his neighbor perfectly? No one. Do you love your parents without fail? Do you love your spouse without fail? Do you love your children without fail? Do you love your enemies without fail? Have you cheated someone? Have you offended someone by what you've said? Have you spoken harsh or angry words to your spouse? Have you always lived at peace with your neighbor who plays loud music late into the night while you are trying to sleep? Have you done good to your enemies all the time? Are you ready to lay down your life for the person who stole your retirement? Have you rejoiced over the good fortune of the person who got your promotion? Do you pray earnestly for the politician whose policies and decisions are opposed to what you believe? Would you spend your life's savings to save the life of the person who makes your life miserable? If we can't love our neighbor, then we can't love God. Listen to the wisdom of St. John. He writes, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. We love because God first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. What must I do to inherit eternal life? If you answer, love God and love your neighbor, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But you can't. That's our problem, isn't it? And so we can't earn eternal life. If you thought you could, Let me tell you, you're wrong. (laughs) But the lawyer doesn't get it, does he? He isn't going to give up his quest for eternal life. As Jesus speaks, go and do likewise, the man realizes his failure. This man can't love his neighbor, therefore he can't love God. So what must he do? Well, he has to lower the bar, doesn't he? He must lessen God's commandment to love. He needs to redefine who his neighbor is. He must find a way to justify himself. And so he's looking for a loophole. There's always a loophole, isn't there? So he asks Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus tells him a story. There once was a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho On the way, he was attacked by robbers. They took his clothes, beat him up, and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest was on his way down the same road, but when he saw him, he angled across to the other side. Then a Levite showed up. He also avoided the injured man. A Samaritan, traveling the road, came on him. When he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. He gave him first aid disinfecting and bandaging his wounds. Then he lifted him onto his donkey, led him to an inn and made him comfortable. In the morning, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take good care of him. If it costs any more, put it on my bill. I will pay you on my way back. And then Jesus says, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And the lawyer says, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus says, you go and do likewise. But you can't go and do likewise. That's the problem. And one day, like the queen, you will die, and then the judgment. So what can you do to earn eternal life? Nothing. Nothing. You can't earn eternal life. You can't love your neighbor as yourself. You can't love your neighbor whom you can see. Therefore, you cannot love God whom you cannot see. The truth of this parable that Jesus tells is that you and me were like the man who was attacked by robbers In Jesus story sin death and the devil have done their worst to you and me and they have left you and me naked bruised bloody and beaten up you are not half dead or almost dead no you and me we are completely dead there is no spark of spiritual life within us as we come into this world not even a heartbeat of goodness in you and me We are born in our trespasses and in our sins. And we are slaves to sin. And we can't love God and we can't love our neighbor. And the wages of sin for you and me is death. And so eternal life is beyond our grasp. And there is no religious guru or magician who can save you and me. And you can't save yourself. We are born hopeless and helpless, alive in body, dead in spirit, and soon we will die. But there is a good Samaritan, a good Samaritan whose name is Jesus. He is true God and he is true man, and he is the one who saves you and me. He finds you and me dead on the road, and he he pours water on your head three times. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit in the waters of your baptism. And he gives you his body and he gives you his blood to feed you and nourish you with forgiveness and life and salvation. And he takes the robe of his holiness and he wraps it around you. And he covers all of your wounds, all of your sins, all of your failures to do good, all of your decisions to do bad, all of the times you fail to love your neighbor as you should and the way you can't love God as you should. And then he gives his life on the cross for you, in your place, for all of your sins. He is left for dead on the cross and buried in a tomb. And on the third day, Jesus rises from the dead So that you can have eternal life. You can't earn eternal life, but you can inherit it. You can inherit it from Jesus. It is his gift, gift given to you. A gift that is free, a gift that is boundless. It is yours by grace and not by any good works or obedience to God's law. Listen to St. Peter. We need a Good Samaritan, and we have one. Jesus is the Good Samaritan in this text. He is the one who makes you and me alive, body and soul. He is the one who gives to you and me eternal life when death finds us, and death will find us. And so, when death comes to you and me, as it did to the Queen, we pray. O Jesus, in that final hour, be thou my rod and staff and guide and draw me safely to thy side. And he will. He will because he is faithful. Even when we are faithless, he is faithful to you and me. He will keep to you and me every promise that he has made. Yes, the queen is dead. Long live Jesus, the king. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord unto life everlasting. Amen. Having heard the word of our Lord Jesus, let us speak together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We'll continue with the benediction song.